Thank you for listening to another episode of the Weekend with Footy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the racing posts, the reviews and previews, and the full context retreat. Also keep an eye out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Hello, welcome to a very special episode of the Richmond Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Michael's back from cruise. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield has done a, an excellent job hosting while I was away, so thank you very much to him. Um, but he's, uh, he's handed back the reins now, and we're kicking off my first one back with uh, the, the episode I suppose you've all been waiting for, given the threads that have been popping up on the board about Tom Lynch in particular. So it's the time of the year for our trade talk segments, and uh, who better to get in than the main man with the info, Tiger71. Welcome. Hey, g'day, Mick. How was the, um, how was the cruise, mate? Very good. It was good to get away for uh, 10 days, but uh, the only thing that was hurting me was not knowing the Collingwood score for about three or four days after the game. So that would have been rough. Yeah, that was frustrating, but I finally found it and I uh, watched the game when I got back, which was good. So you now the Tigers are, are doing very well this year. Another nice win on the weekend against the Kangaroos. What did, what did you make of that game? Yeah, look, listen, I think we just... Uh, look, I don't like North Melbourne, people know that. So any North supporters, please don't get offended. Don't... Um, post hate mail on the boards and stuff. It's just, just don't like you. You don't like the Tigers. It's all good. Um, look, I reckon they threw everything at us, um, particularly their, their best centre-half forward in Razor Ray, um, really try to keep them in it. Um, some of the decision-making was just gobsmacked, deplorable. But, um, look, they're a good side. They're an old side. People got sort of got conned in that they're young and then this. And I really love the fact that our young kids spanked our young kids by, what, nearly 100 points. And then our, our younger side... Just basically kept them under arm length. We're obviously quite sore. I'm, I think probably most of the 22 had an eye on to this week, um, you know, playing West Coast, and they just did what they needed to do. And, um, yeah, now we won. It was a good win. It was – look, let's be honest. Um, North is anything from – I think they're equal 13th. Um, so, you know, 13th, 10th is probably where they're going to finish, um, which is great for them um, and their 25 supporters. So, yeah, no, but look, listen, um, it was a good win. I'm just getting – talk about winning, like we always seem to be getting the Ws. What's really shitting me off? How come when we beat people, it's all about how brave they are? Like, I've, I've just – I'm like, some of the board posters heard me call SEN today. I just spoke to Andy, and I said, Andy, mate, I said, how come North is so brave when their side was older than us, when their core um, – if you look at that list, their core older, older types have played together longer than our – core guys um so there's no issue like they haven't got cohesion they'll you know they're fully well drilled and then we're mm. playing at that really crap stadium you know the little small ground where weaker sides go to play um that's what's really kept them in it plus our inaccuracy people forget too we you know how many scoring shots more did we have i think it was 10 more so we yeah. had a kick straight yeah we would have like won by like another seven goals eight goals but collingwood again was another one we had to kick four we kicked four or five points straight i think it was um, in the first quarter, if you had a kick straight, it would have been well, the way I sort of worked it out with um, with another Tiger poster, um, Captain Blood 17, I think it was. Um, we worked it out, it should have been about 15 goal win, but it was all about how brave Collingwood were, how brave North is. We beat West Coast to be how brave West Coast is. I bet you any money that's what will happen. It's just, I'm just getting sick of it. Yeah, there's just a lot of haters out there. I mean, I get you got to. You know, respect the fact that North did play a good game. They come with a, a good game plan. They executed it really well. So full marks to them. But, but did they really? Oh, like, did I, they really? Like, I I analysed. I saw the replay again today. And keep in mind, Etihad is a small ground, right? If it was at MCG and we got we only beat them by ten points, look, I'll be the first one put my hat 
you know, tip my hat to them. But really what they did was congest the ground to try to limit ball movement. I think Brad Scott said, oh, yeah, we stopped them scoring. So that's great. You want to tag two or three blokes, that's all right. But if a neutral umpiring team was there that wasn't some freaking hidden agenda, I know Goldust is probably going to go at me now because I'm talking about, you know, some sort of conspiracy. But, like, seriously, the amount of holding, arm chopping, pushing in the back, dropping the ball when they're tackled, that was not paid. Clear, and, and the amount of goals they got, I counted six of them, directly from forward 50, raise a raise area, forward 50 turnovers um, on the North Mel- favouring North Melbourne that they got six goals from it. So, I don't know. I Look, uh, they've got, like, Cunnington, again, I reckon Hardwick's a genius. I reckon Carousel up, Neil Baum, Hardwick, our assistant coach has said, you know what, let's give Cunnington as much ball as we can because that kid did not hurt us. Yeah, he, he did well. He got 39 contested possessions. Yes, because he was tackled when he disposed of the ball. Because he got tackled every single second he had it. Yeah. But his disposal was woeful. He turned the ball. He gave us about six goals. So, but you know, I think I, think I really had um, disposal efficiency of about sixty percent. But that yeah. comes with, I suppose, just getting clearances. It's a bit of a skewed stat. It I mean, is. The, the umpires were, I think, deplorable for both teams. I mean, the fact that over fifty free kicks were awarded in a game is pretty bad. I think. Oh, it was. Uh, it's particularly far too round like that. It's way too high. Like, if you're not going to play, if you're not going to pay um, uh, dropping the ball, if you're going to, if you're not going to pay that rule, okay, then put the whistle away. Yeah. Because you can't play it in the forward line. It seems we get stung on it. I don't know why. It's us. Maybe it's because we tackle so fervently in the forward line, and the umpires just sort of get shocked by it. So that they start pinging us, but. Our defenders, mate. I, I, I don't know. Like Ranch, you can see how frustrated he was at the end of the uh, at the end. I think when the siren went, you saw him on the replay screaming, you know, "F yeah," you know, like it yeah. meant something to him because yeah. he knew he was getting bent over, um, and they still got the win. So I reckon it was a mature win by our team. No, it was. It was good, and I mean, even the fact that we're sitting first, I, I must admit, it wasn't something that I expected that we would be this time of year. Um, I didn't think we would do what the Bulldogs did, but. I thought we might have been maybe in the middle of the eight somewhere. So to to be where we are on the ladder coming into a first, first, second clash is a pretty exciting time. It is. Now, I have to admit, um, after our final series and the grand final domination, like, and that's what it was, an absolute domination, um, I look, and I'm, I'm 46, mate, so... It's taken me a while to believe these guys, and I've still got a little part of my part of the back of my brain saying, "Oh, the shit's going to happen. We're going to we're going to crumble, and then I'm going to cop it again." But I now believe we just refuse to lose. Um, mm. Like even our poor game against Adelaide, well, nine we played the worst. This is no disrespect, to Adelaide. Adelaide, I really respect. Um, the Crows are a great side, well coached, well drilled, very disciplined. Um, we played, and I don't reckon any neutral that didn't hate us would say this. We played the worst game for three and a half quarters. We just played shit football. Um, we weren't as hard as that we normally were. We're getting spanking possession, possession, spanking clearances. Our main game, which is the second possession turnover, we were well down in. So we're playing shit football. But what kept us in there, we're only nine points, I think five minutes into last quarter, was our work rate. And a will to try to work through how shit we were. And then, obviously, we had the two glaring turnovers. And then we had the umpire, what I think he blew, six free kicks all in a row. Um, and the result just got away from us. But that's when I believed, funny enough, from that game. I said, well, if we can play the worst football we can. And Adelaide, yes, had their injuries. But, you know, they had a real mission to prove us right. And we were only nine points down playing the worst football we could at their home deck. Um, we're a seriously good team. And... Um, 
It's yeah, it's it's one reason why I'm getting so fed up with everyone saying the media going about how brave our uh, rivals are because it's bullshit. Mm. They, if you analyse a Richmond game, we outscore them. We're tougher than them more often than not. We um, win the hard ball and we move the ball beautifully. Our offensive ball movement is insane, but no one's talking about it. They're trying to act like we can just just the whole ground, defend, defend, defend like a Colton. We don't do that. We we absorb your pressure and slingshot, but now we slingshot, but with purpose. We slingshot, get the ball in there quickly, and then we set up behind the ball. So as they try to get the ball out from our initial um, first entry, we then attack from that, and that's why we score so heavily. Um, It's brilliant. We're the only team doing it. Other teams are trying to copy, but we're the only team to do it every single week. Yeah, and like we sort of said before, that if you don't have – 22 blokes buying into it each week it's not really going to work so uh, whatever hard we can that have gone through the last couple of years they've really nailed it everyone's buying in uh, and I think we're a bit I think we're a better team than what we were at the same time last year but I still think that our finals football is a lot better than what we're playing now but that's okay I don't expect us to be playing at a finals level at this point in time we don't really need to as such we need to save that for when we do need to but um, yeah it's good to see that they've carried on and the, the pressure's still good. The only thing that annoys me a little bit is sometimes I think we could try and be a little bit too fancy and unselfish. Yeah, like Ed, yeah, I know. Yeah. Edwards handballer trying to do that handball over the top to Butler in the yep. goal square when he was 15 metres out, virtually straight in front, probably should have just kicked it himself. Um, but you know, but you know, but with I that, get what they're trying to do. Yeah, and we sometimes with like behaviour like that ends up become um, instinctive. That's what I think they're trying to do. And Edwards is a leader of the club, and they're trying to instinctively share the ball to the best position. Um, so. It, it, we even tried to do it when we had that bit of a turnover, when we were off Griffiths and then we went with this small forward line. I think it was about round 14, 15. We started to share the ball a lot more aggressively and it cost us a few games um, and our accuracy went absolutely to shit midway through last year because of it because um, we were sharing too much. But I don't mind it. I prefer it to do it now and still win. So when we hit finals in the busy part of the year, um, we're actually doing the Highland Globetrotters you know, type of bing, zing ping-ponging the ball around and scoring because that's what confuses defenders. They don't know how to zone and set up because they know when the ball initially comes through, it's a decoy. So this is the beautiful thing about it. And I've analysed that. I've, I've got a few mates that are in other clubs that do this for a living. And, you know, I've had a few – I had a barbecue. It's my son's birthday just on the weekend. And I had one particular mate of mine who worked for a particular club, which I won't name, and he said what's frustrating for opposition teams at the moment is people, the media hasn't gotten onto it. Um, it's not just our pressure. What um, defenders are finding really, really hard, and, and my mate, I believe, because he coaches a back line and defensive mechanisms, what he was basically saying is Richmond's forward entry, they say the first chaos ball is a decoy only. It's not the – we rarely scare – if you look at the Richmond game, they, we rarely score from the first entry. What our entry is, we'll quick the ball in and then we'll f- um, meet the ball in a, in a wave. I hope I'm explaining it correctly, but – so what we generally do is, and that's why we're sharing, because once we get that turnover, we try to throw their patterns out and then allow an easy score. But um, what's happening now is in the early part of the year, they're obviously really keen to do it, and they're doing it when they don't need to. Um, but look, I reckon keep the habit going, um, because then it becomes something that's just instinctive. It still throws our opposition off, and that's what most of our opposition teams, from what I believe, being told, are worried about us. It's not We're not a great contested side, funny enough. We've lost no. that. Because, yep. um, but we're a brilliant, well-coached side. We're, we're a, a team with system. That's one of the best teams 
that have been seen in the last 10 years from my mate. He was really um, full of praise of us. Our system behind the ball is the best he's seen. And he's been in the in the football community, used to be a player and been doing this for 30 odd years. So um, best they've ever seen. He said, if people talk about our press, it's not our press. It's our system of ball movement and ball use. That's... Um, that's elite. Um, and what he means by ball use is not just hitting targets, it's just where we're kicking the ball to and then how we set up around that contest um, to get effective disposal and get a shot at goal. And that's what it's all about. So, And it's coming now. We're, I think we're number one offense and number one – are we number one offense and one defense? I think we are now. Because I think well, North in- Melbourne were – First or worst second in defense, but I think we were first for both now. So yeah, that's yeah, no, which pain. club has ever been number one in both? Can you remember a team that's for the first seven weeks been one and one oh, in both to, categories? To be honest, it's not something I would have known or looked out for, but I can't imagine it'd be overly <laughs> common. Yeah, it's not. It's it's I, for me. I look. I'm not a stats guy. Well, um, I know Tiger seventy one. He's um really big in his stats. Um, guys with micro penises tend to be really big with numbers. So I know he is. So I'm gonna make sure I put a post ask and tag Tiger seventy one if you know. He'll come out with it straight away. But um, yeah, no, I'm not sure. But yeah, we're one and one, and we've been that. And mate, what's our percentage? 140 percent, like 20 percent above West Coast. Yeah. Yep. That's like a game. That's an extra game. It uh, is exactly right. Oh, before we get into the uh, the trade stuff, we've got obviously West Coast this week. How do you think we're going to fare in that one? Look, if it had been Richmond from two years ago, even last year, um, seeing how our culture sort of evolved, I would probably would have said we were arrested, guys, because we played off Eddyard and it's hard surface and we're going up to West Coast on another hard ground. But I really believe we've got a culture of um, anytime, anywhere, and they don't want to lose. Um, and there's a really distinct level of pride in the jumper. So I reckon we'll go there with a full who, – who's fit to play will go. Um, I don't think there'll be resting blokes. Um, so um, I reckon Higgins is due for a rest. I think he's getting tired. So hopefully he goes out, has a bit of a bit of a spell in the twos, um, and we bring someone else in. Um, Townsend, I like – mate, I liked his game on, um, on the weekend. He um, did a really good defensive job on weight. Um, so he, I reckon he'll thrive in these bigger grounds. Um, he loves the deep pockets. So I reckon we'll go with a full-strength side or whoever we can, you know, Cochin and Pressure hopefully comes back in. Um, hopefully Grig, I think, is another two weeks away. Um, but, yeah, no, I reckon we'll go there to win it, to be honest. Fingers crossed. It's, I think it's going to be a ripper of a game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure which way it's going to go at the moment. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be an exciting contest. And the good thing about it is because... I suppose for both teams, because we've created a bit of separation from third onwards, whoever loses, the worst they're going to be is second. So still not the worst outcome in the world. Um, but uh, to win create could create a further gap between the teams below them as well. Oh. So still a lot on the line. And then we play Essendon, I think, next week, uh, the St- week after that, uh, don't we? St Kilda, then Essendon. Oh, wonderful. Mashallah. You know what I mean? So, um, look, listen, I, I rate West Coast. People are underselling them. I'm not... I'm not um, I'm not sold that they have, you know, yes, they've been, Yannick Abedu has been put in front of you, but they've been a lot like us. They've been commanding wins. They've been, um, they've stripped the side of their strengths. And when a side can strip another, their opposition with their strengths and just basically defeat them, that's a sign of a really good side. So, and they're playing with a lot of spirit. They've copied us in some ways about that connection. And you just hear the guys talk. It's all about the team. It's about them. It's not about, you know, the individual. So it's going to be a cracking contest. Look, I think we might lose. I think we've got a lot of sore bodies. If we didn't play the NAR, if we had to play the MCG um, last weekend, I reckon we would have, we could, 
good chance to win. But um, we'll see how we go. It'll be close. I don't see it. there's going to be a blowout. Yeah, and no, I agree. I, I've, I have a feeling they might win as well, but I don't think we'll disgrace ourselves. And I think they're underrated as well. I think they've had a good year, especially knocking off GWS last week at GWS. Um, I know they've oh, got a few outs, win. but I mean, West Coast had Nick Nat out, so that's that's a pretty big gap for them. So yeah, they're, they're doing really well. And the forward line's probably what worries me the most. They've got a lot of versatile players, but yeah, it should be a, a good game. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All righty. Well, do you want to get on to... I know the, <laughs> the guys are probably going... So I guess everyone shut up, get to what we want you for, and I understand what, what I'm wanted for. So, <laughs> But what I'm going to do is a bit different. All right, guys? Um, I've had – I got called an unmitigated liar. Now, admittedly, I got called by that by a particular poster whose um, reputation is absolutely nothing. But um, And even though everything I've said to him has come about, um, I'm not going to name the poster because I want to get this podcast in trouble or reported. But anyway – um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use Michael as my witness here because Michael's um, credibility hopefully is uh, not in question. So what I decided to do this time around, I, I've told Michael a fair bit of my inside stuff that I don't normally share on the boards as early as when I hear it, but I figured um, to do this with Mick so he gets an understanding of um, – because it's his show and you don't want someone that – I wanted to make sure he was at ease and at peace that – what he's hearing from me is generally legit stuff. And I'm probably safe in saying, Mick, I don't want to put words in your mouth, that everything I've told you so far has generally all come come about. All yep. the names I've mentioned have all – all the names 100% have come about prior to media, prior to people going on our boards and all this sort of stuff. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing we've, – we've spoken about it before, that people need to understand that just because you mention a name, you're not necessarily saying – that, yep, they're coming across. It's the fact that they've been spoken to and there's interest there. So things happen between now and then kind of thing. But yeah, the names you've, you've mentioned to me in our PM have been linked to us at some stage. Yeah. Now, with that in mind, um, what I'm going to do, I'll talk about, um, don't argue for, ask me to um, question what I knew about the Shaggy. So I didn't reply to his post because I actually, because I got given the information from a mate of mine with his mail. I, I He knows what I share. Um, he just knows I won't mention who he is. So, and people don't know who I am, so um, so he's safe. He's got comfort in that, and that's the reason why I haven't tried to make. You know, look to be honest, I've had people say to me, "Michael, why don't you?" Um, I had one particular person from some media agency, which I won't, won't mention, um, actually asked me why won't I make money on this, um, and I said no because that means they've got to know who I am. And if they know who I am, then they'll find out some more stuff about me, and then that could lead up to a couple of my mates being. Um, having their personal lives um, impacted. And I don't want that to happen. For me, this yeah. is – I do this for fun. You know, I do this because I love the Tigers, mate. It's, and I love our board. I love everything about it. I love the posters on it, you know. I even love the gun, even though he gives me the shit sometimes. He's a top bloke. Gold Dust is another one. Um, I don't agree with him often, but he's a top-quality bloke. I've not met him, but he cares about the club, even though he might not agree. He does care about us. Tiger Imposter's another one. We've had it. We've butted heads, but he's a good bloke. You won't be listening because I, I say fuck a lot, but, you know, Tiger, I like you. Um, so these are the reason why I do it, you know what I mean? I, I, that's the only reason why I do it. I don't do it for anything outside of that, you know? Yeah. So, But anyway, so go back on Don't Argue 4. He asked me about Shaki. Um, now, I broke Shaki before anyone even knew. I think I got lambasted for being a bullshit artist because Shaki wasn't on the radar. Anyway, um, the reason why it didn't come out, and from what I've heard, is that we he football is not his number one passion. Um, he's a conflicted young, young man. 
um, and we didn't want to pursue it. It would have cost us a first-round pick. If he had shown us that he had the desire to improve, um, and if his words married up to his actions, he's probably what I was allowed to say, actually. Yeah, if his word married up to his actions at the start of when we were dealing with him, we would have taken him, but um, we would have made sure it happened, but they didn't. Um, so we sort of said, thank you, but no thanks. We wish you the best of luck. So, And then other clubs heard... Obviously, they all talk. Um, they would have got win. Why Richmond went absolutely cold. Um, um, we didn't really divulge why we backed away, but that was a big red flag. So other clubs went cold, and the Bulldogs have taken a punch on him. So hope it works out. I like the guy. Um, I reckon he's a prodigious, prodigious talent. He's just got to want to play football. Really, yeah. just want to play football above everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully, hopefully that answers the question. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that was a, a good question that was posed as well because, yeah, he did. It went cold sort of at the drop of a hat, but that makes sense. If his heart's not in playing footy as much as everyone else, then I, I don't think there would have been a right spot for him in our mould at the moment. So I think that made complete sense. Yep. Now, I want to talk about Lynch, right? That's what everyone's on here for, so we'll talk about Lynch, right? Now, Lynch re-signed his contract um, uh, when it was a couple of years ago. I think he signed two years, whatever it was. Was it last year or the year before? I can't recall off the top of my head. But after, if you remember back, Nick, after he had signed, um, I sort of mentioned then that um, from what I knew, and the person I get this mail from would know, it's 100%. Um, Lynch basically re-signed to reward the faith to help Gold Coast. Um, how can I say this the right way without getting in trouble? Um, basically, he wanted to leave then from what I got told, which I got no reason to disbelieve. Um, I reckon the AFL got involved. I can't prove this, but this is what I feel has happened, and I believe what where I got this from. AFL got involved with the Gold Coast and said, Lynch, Lynch mate, we'll pay you this and this and this and this and this, um, and, we give you, and they've worked into the contract that he can go to the club of his choice when his contract runs out without any roadblocks. Um, as long as Gold Coast is semi-looked after, um, Gold Coast has agreed to this. is back when he first originally re-signed. Else he would put himself out to market. And Gold Coast has come to the party with that, said no problem. Um, I reckon, personally, there was something shifty done there to get him happy money-wise. Um, the AFL has know about, but most other people don't. Um, so anyway, Lynch re-signed. But knowing that, come two years, 24 months later, he could go to the club of his choice. And he should not get roadblocked. So that's why... When I heard that, um, I said, yeah, okay. And then my mate came back to me a couple of months later and said, um, don't be surprised he's going to be a Tiger. And um, I said, yeah, okay. And I kept that quiet. And, and a couple of months after that, he came back to me and said, no, nah, Mick, um, he's going to be a Tiger. So I shared that with um, – it was before – I put it on writing in one of our conversations, like the 8th of August, 2017, yeah, I mentioned. Right. Yeah, Um but it was prior to that too because I think we had two conversations going and then we just went into the one main one yeah. um, that I mentioned, Lynch. So, um, yeah, so it's been something we've worked on for close to 24 months. So I, I've got, from what I've heard, um, even in his re-signing of his last contract, we was heavily involved in um, – we wanted him there and then. It worked out best for him to stay at Gold Coast. We weren't – we would have to pay too much to get him if we could. Um, we would have given too much. Um, so I reckon we've sort of gone, okay, sign, but we're here for your lunch. We need you. We want you. So that's how far back this work has gone. That's why I want people to just to take a bit of, let's talk about logic, right? I, I don't believe in words. Funny enough, 
you're hearing my words. I believe in actions, right? I, I've been in sales for many, many years. Um, and, you know, you never bullshit a bullshitter, right? So, you know, that old saying. So yeah. I believe what people do, not what they say. So let's look at a few facts here, right? People will talk about Rand specifically. Um, Rand, about a month or so ago, came out and said, we would love to meet Lynch, right? We would love to see him as a leadership group. We would love to have him. If people recall an article, um, I haven't got the article in front of me, but he came out, and that's what Rance had said. Then um, Jack, who's as honest as they come, he, I would love to play poker against Jack because he'd freaking lose every time, um, was all showed a bit too much emotion on Lynch when mentioned by Rob on that famous 360 episode. So this is my call. Now, this is what I've been told sort of. I'm not saying this is from the club. This is just from my mates all having a chat, having a beer, and what we think's happened, and um, just drawing the dots. But what I fairly well believe is is that um, Rance has realised, um, the club's realised, because no way Rance would have gone on the um, on the uh, the foot on the couch without being conditioned by the media manager. And I reckon what we've done is just try to take pressure off Lynch. So he's just throwing a bit of a smoke screen, and that's all it was. He didn't say we don't want Lynch. He just said, you know what, let's put a bit of doubt, doubt on that to give Lynch a bit of breathing room. And he did it perfectly. He killed it in the media. It killed it. Um, people aren't talking Richmond and Lynch anymore. Um, and that benefits who? I reckon that benefits Lynch. Yeah. It gives him the breathing space he needs while he's off injured. Um, so we've played the long game here. Um, <clears throat> my mail is Lynch won't be re-signing with us for 1.4, signing with us for 1.4. I think that's just um, just uh, just just headline tagging. I do know from what I do believe. I should say, no, actually, no. So I do know. I do know he'll be under the dusty dollars. Just put it that way. He won't be at the dusty level. Um, his his contract will be if when he signs with us, which I believe he will. It would be for a long time. I'm thinking like a seven year. Um, could even even be a little bit longer. I do believe it's going to be heavily front-loaded. Um, I do believe that we've got a clear plan of who we want to re-sign and stay with the club, and they're fully aware of it. They will not stuff where we're at. So some of the guys who re-sign will earn a little bit less at the start of their contract, but a lot more at the end of their contract. Um, we're very professional in how we do this and how we work our payment structure. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm literally excited. You put... See, this is the thing. There was a big threat on our board about Lynch. You put Lynch at full forward. You put um, you put Rewalt at centre half forward, and get Rewalt to kick inside fifty, to do his marks. He's a smart kid. He's a he's a natural footballer. He reads the play. Oh, could you imagine the effect with our small guys around Lynch with with Jack kicking it into the fifty? And if you look at the way Jack has changed his game, he goes up the ground. It's no surprise he started going up the ground, I believe. This is my opinion. When we've already put in the, um, the, the, the foundations in place to get Jack conditioned to get the ball up the ground, um, to kick it into 50. And he's been doing a lot this year and a lot last year. Why? I believe because he'll be kicking to a target when Lynch comes and plays for the Tigers in 2019. So, um, look, my only worry still fear is the AFL. Uh, Hawks aren't in it. From what I've heard, Hawks aren't in it. Um, I'll be gobsmacked if they can get in it. They haven't got the salary cap. They're not going to move their players that they've got. Um, I know from a mate of mine who told me this is the Hawks' name will come up. Um, but no, they won't make it. They'll, they'll try to get pressure as well, but they lowballed him because they had no they had no room to go. There was no point getting involved. They haven't got the allure that they once had. 
Um, we have. We've got – now, I'm not allowed to say who the name is because it'll get my um, couple of mates in trouble, but we've had players from last year that wanted to come to the club that we just said, no, sorry, um, you're not the right fit for us. Um, some well-known players wanted to come play for us. Make no mistake, we are the players players want to go to, not because we just want a flag. It's because we look after the players that are with us. We have this culture of um, uh, togetherness. We have a culture of, you know, all one, all in, one in. One in, all in, or whatever they call it. The coaches are happy. Everyone's happy. We do things together. Um, and we're not a pressure environment, funny enough. It's not, it's not um, they do something bad and they're just giving, you know, knuckles over the head. It's all about education and getting better. Um, and it's well known in the industry. Um, plus, we've got to lead everything else, you know. And Barmy, Neil Barm, mate, what a pickup. What an absolute pickup. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been one of the, the best recruits we've had for a while. So just to clarify and back over, from the, what you've been told, you're fairly confident that Lynch will be a Tiger, barring the AFL coming in Look, over the top and offering him some ridiculous amount that he can't recruit. Yeah, I've got to be careful. Yeah, I've told you prior to this... Um, what I can't say here, but I'm super confident. Like, yeah, and people want to say, oh, he was confident on Shaw, and you're right. Um, but I don't do the negotiations. But here I'm, I'm prestier level confident um, that, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, deals like this aren't done just in the off-season. If you, people think that, then you're wrong. Um, you know, we all try to put our heads in the sand because it's against, inverted commas, against the rules. But it's done and dusted from what I've been told. Everything that I've been told, it's done. It's been done a while ago. Um, yeah, people can change their minds and nothing's written on concrete. Um, that's the only risk we have. So something might happen, you know, um, that I'm not aware of. Um, but from everything I've got and everything that I've heard is we've done enough and we've done enough to get him. And what Rance has done has no effect. No, nothing at all to do with Lynch. Not, not, even, a, not, even, not even a worry. Um, yeah, like you said, though, he would have... He would have been worded up by the media department. You, you don't go onto a show like that when that topic was going to be spoken about without having um, coaching on what to say. Like exactly, it just, it just doesn't happen. And, and did you, and did anyone hear it from Lynch's manager after Rance had spoken? No, no. What happened there? No, nothing. No, nothing. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. If 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 it had been, um, because uh, um, people could have taken that as an, the media tried to build it up as an insult. But you know what's surprising? The man- manager didn't say anything. Yeah. Now that for me speaks volumes. Because if Lynch had no intention of coming to the club, do you seriously think the manager wouldn't have said something? Yeah, exactly. The manager would have gone on the front foot straight away. Who's this Rant? Richmond. He's not going to Richmond anyway. He would go to Richmond anyway and say, Rance, don't worry about it. That's what would have happened to protect the brand, which is his client. That didn't happen. So well, um, leave that with you. Uh, yeah, that's – I mean, it's, it's understandably hard to get excited fully because there's obviously a bit to play out, but – if yeah, what you, the info you've got um, stays true as as stuff has done in the past, that would be a massive, massive signing, and I think oh, be be a, a lot of upset opposition supporters. Oh, talk about upset <laughs> across the supporters! When I tell you the names that have been bandied about, um, yeah, you're going to get one in particular frothing at the mouth, calling me every name under the sun. But um, yeah, but just before we leave Lynch, so yeah, I'm super confident we're going to get him. Um, but again, I, all I can tell you guys is what I hear. Um, I've got no, I've got no input into this. I'm just sharing you what I hear. Um, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. This is not an out, right? I believe as a fellow supporter that from everything I've heard, heard that we're we're going to get him. Um, 
But if it doesn't happen, I'll be as disappointed as everyone else. But again, what I think my little niche in our board is, is to let you guys know before you hear from anyone else. Um, and that's what I've been doing. And I've been doing it with good faith and, um, and I'll continue to do so. So, um, yeah, so my opinion, my opinion only is Lynch is ours. So get excited, Tigers. Fair enough. Well, you've heard it here oh. first, like always. Uh, yeah, awesome. You was there any, anything else yeah, related? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, went on your cruise. So I'm glad you liked it. But I had three names that, um, well, Lynch was obviously one, but there were two names that I kept on hearing, and I wanted to share them on your thing before they broke. But unfortunately, one of them broke after I had mentioned that, and Dugowie was one of them. Um, <clears throat> I'm not saying these are coming to Tigers. All I'm saying is there's there's two at the Pies that have, names are being thrown around. I don't know why. Um, it was Dugowie and Moore, but obviously there's a Sydney link with Moore. Um, there's dissatisfaction at the Pies. Um, just... I think it, I don't know. I don't know if it will come out, but there's major dissatisfaction at the pies. Um, from what I've been told, Fazolo's a part of it, the way he's being treated, or something like that. I'm very cautious to say that because I know about mental health and all that sort of stuff. You know, full respect to them. But I'm hearing that there's there's a bit of division at Pieland. I I, I don't want to dissent. I love Collingwood. No, don't be under the guys. I don't like Collingwood, but any Collingwood support, I'm, this is not me having a dig. I really speak about opposition um, teams because. I really don't give a shit about you, but I'm really just saying this with no malice, just what I'm hearing. So just take it and do your own digging and we'll think I'm full of shit and just move on. But there's something wrong at Pylead. Um, uh, and a story may break. From what I heard, I'm not going to mention here. I don't go and scuttle butt. But, yeah, there's there's something going on at Pylead. But anyway, to go is one. More was the other, but those two broke. The other name now, North Melbourne supporters. They're going to think I've just put this name out here just out of bullshit. I'm sorry. It's, I'm not lying. I'm just telling what I hear. So any North Melbourne supporter, like the 13 of you that might be listening, um, really just um, get your get you know go to the library tomorrow and go on the public computer. You know what I mean? Um, and then do your digging um, or go to the payphone and make a few calls. Um, but Zebel's name. See what I've heard is North is aggressive to get. Um, Another first round pick, right? Because this draft apparently, and I don't know much about drafting. I go more and I don't really go onto our kids and stuff like Tiger and Posh is brilliant. And Tig's, funny enough, 2010, even though he's mildly um, challenged and intellectually, um, you know, he's just, let's put on, let's be honest, he's not the bright, um, brightest sheep in the shed. He knows a lot about the kids. Um, so they're the ones I sort of listen to but um, when they talk about our kids. But um, apparently, this is a midfielder's draft. Okay. Right, really elite midfielders. So they really want to get in there. Um, they realise they've got no inside speed. They've got outside some outside run, but no inside speed. They won't make the step without it. So I heard this about eight months ago, um, and it's been persistent. So normally when it's this, it, it, you generally, when there's smoke, there's fire. Apparently they've been shopping or asking, um, stealthily shopping Zebel's name um, to see what they can get for him. Do you, um, that, do you reckon that stance might change given that their form has probably been a lot better than maybe they even anticipated? Oh, look, look. Uh, has it really, though? I, I think reckon about... they've exceeded expectations. Maybe not internally, but I think I reckon they have external. I think a lot of people had them pegged for bottom three or four. <laughs> and look, I mean, there's still time. They may end up there, but based on current form, I think they'll finish around that 10 to yeah. 13 mark. But is that enough to 
want to keep Azebel, I'm not sure. But if you have a look at, if you really analyse North, now this is going to really get people upset with me, and I know I'm going to cop, mate. I'm going to cop every North Melbourne supporter going off at me, all right? But if you analyse North, right, they've had a bottom four draw this year, right? They've take, So they've had a bottom four draw, let's be honest. They had a one good win, which is great, good on them, right? And they look, and they're playing with this... Um, System now they've got a good core. Like you've got Higgins in that side, you've got Waite, um, you've got Zebul, you've got Cunnington, you've got Brown. So you've got five players just there that are that that are streets ahead, better quality than Colton, right? But if you take the, if if you look outside of that, they're on one hundred sixteen percent is their percentage. They're on 16, 16 wins. They're equal 13th, and they have had a really soft draw. They had a great win against Sydney, but Sydney's percentage is 106. So really, Sydney is the weaker and Port. They're the two that are really don't deserve to be in the eight if you really just work on percentages. Just generally, percentage is a good indicator of how you're performing. You might be getting wins, but if your percentage is quite low, you're you're just arsing wins, sort of. Um, yeah. So Sydney, Sydney's well out of form. Um, Port's very inconsistent. Um, hopefully they click because I, I love Port, right? But... Um, North is 112%. Um, so they're performing uh, the best out of a bottom four side. I'm not saying they're a bottom four side, but if they finish 13th, 14th, 13th, 12th, 11th, have they really improved that much to take a next step? I don't think so. So what I think is they they want to get into heavily into the draft. Um, they want first-round picks. Now, I heard Zebel's name, but Zebel's name could be brought up because he has currency. Um, like a team like Sydney, would pay a first-round pick for him. Um, uh, a a world of Adelaide would spend that. Um, Geelong, they always pay well. They, my God, they did a first-round for Tui, so they'd, you know, uh, mortgage a house. West Coast, you know, the, the teams that are that are thereabouts, GWS, um, you know, I'm not picking these teams are the ones that they're working with, but all I know, he's been aggressively shopped. Um, okay, interesting. The one, one untouchable, funny enough, is Higgins. He's untouchable. Um, yeah, he's been very good for them. Yeah, is there untouchable from what I've heard? But um, yeah, anyway, I've just heard Zebel's name. Um, is there anything to it? I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if I've heard it. It should be. You'll find the odd rumor will start to appear in the media. I would think. Yeah. Um, and I've I've continually heard it. So I think Zebel might be the one that might be. Um, yeah, just just watch it. Just watch the space. But I'm or watch the message that I've just said. They want to go into the number. They want another first round pick. So yeah. that means they're going to be getting shedding players of yeah. not shit quality, right? Because you have to give something to get something. Yeah, exactly. So that's right. what's your space when it comes to North. That's what's your space. Fair enough. And was there any other place from other clubs you, you've heard? Yeah, yeah. Essendon, funny enough. Um, Hooker, I don't know why, but he's gettable. Um, and I seriously leave it now. I don't say to us. Um, I'm not saying we don't have any interest, but from what I've heard and just seen, maybe I'm getting sold into how they're playing, how unhappy the players look, but... Um, I heard it um, late last year. There's Hooker is um, one that I know. It's, um, I think he's still in his contract, but Hooker's one that might be shopped or might. There's something about Hooker. Hooker's name keeps on coming up. So again, I don't really follow speculation on um, on rival rival clubs. Um, but um, yeah, Hooker's name. Because what I do paint you guys a picture is when we get given names. A lot of names get bandied about. I just zero into the Richmond ones because that's the ones I care about. <coughs> but I get – so what I decided to do, because I'm going to sort of be regular on on this podcast, um, for you guys, if I hear rival names that keep on hearing them, I'll mention them. I, but I don't dig deep 
Like I've got, yeah. I've got two layers I clarify. Like I got one particular bloke that I trust, and then I've got another particular bloke that I rarely ask him for confirmation. But when I do, if he says yes or no, then I know it's gone from yeah, I trust you and I believe you're right, to when he okay's it, I go, yep, this is cool. Yeah, there is definitely something in it, and that's what path I followed with Shaggy, the path I followed with Lynch, the um, path I followed with um, with Hampson. Funny enough, I was the first person to call him before his name even came up, and even proof in point. Um, even before last night, I just got proven in writing here. When um, I denied it on our boards because I didn't want, I wanted to protect my mate. But I mentioned to you, Michael Casbolt. You know, last trade, yeah. well before last trade, the Casbolt mate is getting too linked to link with us. I'm not saying we we're after him, but we cut it off. Obviously, we put names that if we can't get A, we'll go for B. If we can't get B, we'll get C. If we can't get C, we'll get D. His name was in there, so um, and that was even before his name got mentioned. And I shared that with you too, Michael. So yeah, yep. that's what I do. So I've I haven't filtered his evil name to my set because I wouldn't worry him about you know a club I don't care for. But uh, Dugowie was one that I asked him. He said, "Yeah, actually, there is some um, people are linking Richmond because of the bomb." He said, "But I don't think there's any weight in it." But his name is definitely as one that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to say something, but I can't because I don't want to get you in trouble, Mick. Um, I'll, on our fair, I'll mention it, and if you want to add it, if you think it's legally fine for me to say it, my mate's got no problem with me saying it, but I don't want you to get sued. Oh, yeah, we'll no, get, parent, yeah, we'll play uh, it safe. Yeah, I'll tell you it. And, <laughs> and um, um, actually, no, like Skype, hold on, let me use my technology. Let me send, I can send you a text while doing this, can't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can type it. Type yeah. it. <laughs> How, how do I type it? Hold on. Sorry, guys. This is this is um the power of um, broadcasting. Hold on. I got your little icon. I got the icon with the tiger on it. Um, okay. If I click on that, player, share screen, dial yeah. pad, place device. How do I type your? Uh, that's what I'm not too sure. The internet. That's right. We'll do it after, and I can edit it back in if need be. But yeah, it's, I don't think to go is linked with us because of this reason. Okay. Um, the main, right. even they've discovered that, but I don't think so. But yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all I've got, really. Very good. No, it's pretty comprehensive, and obviously some big yeah. news about Lynch. So fingers crossed that all keeps going smooth sailing, and the AFL don't come in over the top yeah. or anything unforeseen happens. But yeah, that would be very exciting to see him in the yellow and black next year. And that'd um, be great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just good to hear that we're we're not just sitting on our hands. Like like you said, we've been working on it for a while, and it you know. And even if it doesn't come off, at least we we are being proactive and trying to make things happen, and we're not just being content with what we've got, despite you know the the premiership. So that is good to hear, regardless. And I'm sure you'll probably get other things pop up as we get closer to the trade week too. No and doubt. look, and I'll just and I'll shoot you off. Um, I'll shoot you off a, a PM once I hear it, and then if it if you believe it's um big enough, um, to do a show on, then I'm happy. But what I am doing, guys, just to let you know, um, at about I reckon August is when it starts really getting toast, uh, tasty. Um, June, July, August. Yeah, August is when probably we'll do this again in August. Um, um, yeah, and I'll have a lot more concrete. But if I hear anything that's really fucking red hot, um, I'll I'll let Michaels know and we'll get on. And even if it's for five minutes, I'll give you guys an update. Sounds good. Well, Tiger 71, thank you as always for coming on and sharing the news. And we, we really appreciate it. Yep, too easy. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond Big Footy Tiger Cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roasts and toasts, the reviews and previews, and all topics Richmond. Also keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigers!